hello and welcome to the fourth episode of FERT, the Little Fertilizer podcast. In this episode, Calroy and I speak about whether or not the soul is immortal, as asked and answered by Plato, the ancient Greek philosopher. We speak about the origin of ideas and the nature of creativity and how We don't really know for sure where ideas come from or what the nature of creativity is, although it can be very strongly theorized and reasoned that there is a divine mystical connection, that the nature of creativity is divine and mystical and spiritual and taps into the realm of the invisible. We also speak about Plato's Academy and how the original impulse of it, you know, and you can argue that Plato's Academy is the um, the original university. We also think about uh, the ways in which schooling today, universities today differ in a lot of ways for the worse, not entirely for the worse, but in a lot of ways from the OG, academy articulated by plato right thank you for tuning in thank you for joining as always uh be sure and check out the instagram page which is where we post the posts that we talk about in this episode instagram little fertilizer this podcast is available on pretty much every listening platform and also on youtube if you wanted the video some visuals to accompany it channel is Little Fertilizer, podcast name is Bert. With that being said, let's jump right in. Much love. Thank you again for tuning in. Roll the clip. All right, so let's start with the question, is soul immortal, which is a Platonian idea? Right. Well, it goes back to Plato's idea of dualism. Basically, Plato suggests that the body and the soul are two different parts of the being. So essentially, I have it. I have it pulled up on Google. Two different, but ultimately connected parts of the being. Right. On Google, when you look up Plato's dualism, Platonic dualism, splitting the body and soul. Plato offers the first oldest argument that the, one's physical body and soul are separate entities, and that one lives on after he has died. It, well, basically, in European thought, he was like, Plato is like one of the first guys that suggested that we, that there's an afterlife, some, some type of afterlife. Really? Wait, so, okay, now I'm interested in the history of the idea of the afterlife, because Plato essentially came after Christianity, the origins of Christianity, right? Plato is before Christianity. Really? Yeah. Because they were still talking about the Greek gods in Plato's day, like Zeus and all those guys. They were, True. Like Homer. Homer was the main religion back in those days. Hesiod and Homer, they, they, they would listen to the poets back in the day. Like The way that they thought back then was completely different from the way we think. Even just the idea that everything in existence must mean that there's 
a reason behind it. Basically, there's reasoning behind everything, and that there's there's entities at play with everything going on in reality. Like, oh, the sun is 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 going to be great this summer for the crops. So they'd pray to the sun, like they. Which really, if you think about it, it doesn't. It's not that wacky of an idea. Like, the sun literally is the fucking entity that brings generation to crops and like to the people and to whatever needs the sun or even rain like oh we need rain this season let's pray for rain like whether there's any scientific merit like you can't blame any culture for thinking like that because it's like a naturalistic type of theology it's actually a very causation rooted perspective like there's a cause and there's effect and there's an effect praying to the sun because the sun controls the light and also the rain right Right. to grow the crops like it's so causal doing this leads to this leads to that at its core it's a very pragmatic rational outlook yeah it's also like demonized in a way because of like aristotle and uh Basically, like, the whole, especially the Enlightenment era in, in Europe, like, the 17th or the 16th century. Wait, what do you mean by demonized by Aristotle? Well, okay, like, Plato kind of, like, took those ideas that, like, the, there's ideals, that there's these gods that represent things. He didn't, I don't think he actually believed that, that everything had a god. Like, I don't think he believed that. I mean, I don't know, obviously, but, like, the way that he describes it is more like ideas. It's more like rational bait. He's more of a Christian. He had more of a Christian ideology than like a multi, uh, what is it called? When there's, when there's multiple gods. Um, poly? Yeah, like it, he was more of a, he was more of a monotheist person than a polytheist. Like he, he believed that there was one good and everything stemmed down from the good, and I, I, we can grasp we can grasp ideas that are closer to good, but not, but still less than good. And so, like he he kind of built upon what was what was there, and Aristotle kind of like tore tore it all down. He became he he like brought rational thinking and and, and materialist thinking into into Europe for the most part, like like the scientific method and all these all these things all of these just like way of all of these methods of approaching understanding reality he he brought it like he brought it more down to earth so to speak so you're saying plato not aristotle aristotle did He, he, he he started like the whole like when you think of most scientists today I f- they would they would be more inclined to agree with Aristotle and Plato, just because Aristotle is more of a materialist. Like there's cause and effect. Like all of the, like everything has to make rational sense. Whereas whereas Plato's more of like a mystic. Like it's more mystical. Like we are, we have a soul and our souls immortal and dreams are 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 these ideals coming down and descending onto us. Like it's more of a spiritual way of looking at things. How they did in, in Greek in Greece back in those days. But the, but the post, what was the post again? Is soul immortal? Yeah, basically, Plato splits the soul up into the two things, or into three things. There's a, there's the appetitive, like appetite, like you, you're hungry for things. 
like sexual drives and all these like survival tactics or like in Indian or in Hindu they'd say like the low chakra the root chakra that's that's a part of us and but we also have a spirited part of us like a a mind we have we have we we belong to the mind the realm of the mind as well like we we can we can grasp ideas specifically like geometry and we, we like even in dialogue we can get to we can get to a a point of understanding just by like even just by having a dialogue we can reason okay what will be the best like we can get to ideals with our mind but we also can I can also do this. I can also move with my body. Like that also exists, but but it's separated. Especially when Plato when Plato thinks of it, he's thinking of it like separated. There's he calls it a divided line. Like we exist in both realms, but we are, but they're separate. Did he ever go on to say to explore like the connection between body and spirit, the connectivity? You know, because uh, I feel that the thing about the human experience, right? This human reality, the human vehicle, yeah, vessel, is that the body, like, I guess it's it's correct and safe to say that the body houses the soul, right? Yeah. And but you could similarly say that the soul houses the body. Like, it's almost like if we didn't have a body, we couldn't contain this soul, right. and if we didn't have a soul, we we wouldn't be a body. Like. I don't know. I feel like they just so obviously also go hand in hand that while it's important to distinguish between them, You're right. I think it is very important to also be like, well, can one exist without the other? I suppose that's the question to pose. Well, well um, that's why Plato Plato puts it into the to the allegory of the chariot. There's two horses. One's going up. One's going down. And reason, the rational mind is is the driver of the two and if one if one dominates the other then the the chariot will go out of control so he has to keep the the bo the body and the mind intact and 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 balanced so he does he does address like where where balance comes into play he puts it into allegory into the allegory of the chariot that's awesome also now i'm reminded speaking of chariots um that's such a driving greek symbol you know, right. I mean, it was technically like their car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's well, like a car is a cornerstone of like the mm -hmm. modern world. A car really, oh, you, you might as well reverse it. Like the car is a chariot without a without. It has a mechanical. We made a horse. Exactly. Basically, what I what I was what I was trying to say, like I was I I was reading this article today on the Renaissance. And how and and how the Christians of the Renaissance wanted like they 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 really were like keen on on discovering on translating all of Plato and and all of his ideas because it, it was more like passed down orally. The academy survived up until like the I want to say medieval times. Plato's academy, like his his mode of reasoning survived orally like but they lost his text and the translation of his text but like the perspective remained and 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 in an article that i was reading or the essay that i was reading he was saying that christians and just like catholics and during the medieval times used plate use plato use the reasoning of plato to to basically like give christianity or like um catholicism some merit like some reasonable merit like they 
they, they would use his mode of reasoning that the body, that the soul exists. Humans have this special ability that they have dominion over the earth because they have, they're like, they're created in the likeness of God because we're closer to God. We're closer to understanding a higher realm of being. We can, we can receive things from God. Like even going to, to your other post that ideas are kind of given to us. Like we like tap into ideas. We don't, whereas Aristotle would be like, we know we think of the ideas and like, it's more of a rational way of thinking about it, but it really is either or like we receive the ideas really like you can't really say we create them because I, when I, when I think of the divided line, I think of like, this is, this is, this is normal reality below the, the divided line. And we're kind of like peeking over like the top of our scalps are like, and like all it, we're like, it's like getting wet from the water. Like I'm imagining that the higher realm of existence is water, but we're kind of like, we're kind of soaking it in a little bit. Like we're getting as much as we can, even though we can't grasp all of it. We can, we're like a, a vessel for that. Catholics and Christians would use that. And I think Christianity right now needs Plato, bro. Like, if, if Christianity wants to like have to exist in this scientific world, we need to have reason behind it. We need to have, be able to like explain it and rationally. So if Christianity and Catholicism, as you were saying, was originally formed by Plato's reasoning, then where between that origin and now did that get lost? It's more of a modern thing that they don't use it. Well, it, up until like the Renaissance and, and the Renaissance, they were Christians in Italy. Plato was like key to them. Like they, they cherished Plato in those days, especially like the Medici family, all of like the high level minds of that time. A lot of them were Platonists. It's, there's still like echoes of it in Christianity. Like we're like, we don't really have material attack. We don't want to be too attached to things. Platonism is more like that. Of course, it's like finding balance between the two, like the the the, mind, the realm of the mind and the realm of the body. From from what I was reading, the Platonists at that time are the Christian Platonists, because Platonism isn't like a religion. It's more of like a re, like a a mindset, like a reasoning, a tool. Whereas Christianity is like the belief, like they're that God is omnipotent, which makes sense in the Platonic hierarchical like reasoning of of or understanding of reality. Like there's a good. And everything is lesser than the good, and we're somewhere in the middle. Actually, you're distinguishing between Platonism as more of a set of principles instead of an ideology, so to speak. Yeah. I think it, it, to a certain degree, speaks to the, to the dogmatism that can surround religion. Right. Like, if a religion was shaped by Platonic principles, and then over a series of hundreds of years has lost really truly has lost that those originating principles it's like okay it's too dogmatic like right that's something to learn from frankly it's so dogmatic that if you would try to like oh platonism can help christianity can help these 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 bright people that are christians to you to to further explain and rationally understand their religion they would they'd be like, oh no, 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 that's the devil's work. Heretic. It's like, bro, it's like they they dismiss everything. That's what it, that's what it is. And the first instance of that was in the Roman Empire. When when the Roman Empire switched 
to only Christianity. It used to be a bunch of different religions, and then one emperor said, nope, it's all Christian now. The whole, all of Rome became Christian. And pretty much the fucking Western world, because Rome was like the center place of the world. Do you know the name of that emperor? Uh, Not off the top of my head. I could look it up right now. Something I was going to ask regarding the Renaissance is, well, first of all, how long after the major Greek philosophers did the Renaissance happen? Like several hundred years? Yeah, but (laughs) wait, you saying like after the Roman Empire? No, after the time of Plato, Aristotle, that whole crew. Really long. The the Renaissance is like 1400s. Plato is BC. Okay. Plato's ancient, and and Renaissance is is really close to us, like close to the birth of America. Because I was just trying to think through, like, the fact that Greece, ancient Greece, was this thriving empire uh, in the way that Italy at the time of the Renaissance was a thriving empire. It, it was more like, yeah, it was more like Italy than Rome because Athens was more like a state. It was more like they were more conservative. They weren't like trying to conquer everything. Like there was Greek states and they all like respected each other to an extent. There was obviously wars, but they had their own area and but they weren't like ambitious. Like Alexander the Great was the first Greek that was like, I'm going to conquer all of it. We're going to make one empire. We're going to go all the way to India. Like he, he, he was the most, he went to, he went to Egypt. He went to India and he put, he put his name everywhere basically. And, and he brought, um, uh, Hellenic thought, which is like Greek, Greek, um, culture, Hellenic culture. He brought that to the world. He kind of like kicked, he kind of like lit the fire on, on European influence over the world. Like, like the idea of conquest, really. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's so interesting that we refer to him as Alexander the Great. Like, we associate greatness with that, like, imposition yeah. outward. You We're know? biased. We're biased. Because Hitler tried to do the same thing. He, he tried to do the exact same thing. He tried to bring honor to Germany. And he, he tried to bring his name and culture and all of these high moralities. But... It was in a modern time where where that was it, we it was it was post Christianity so that was no 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 don't do that but the Hellenics were different bro like it, it wasn't thought our our morals were completely different like they didn't think oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't kill people like they thought it was just part of war like there was honor to war like they they kind of like respected him and that's why like. His name is echoed in history as, like, the great. And actually, what I looked up the emperor. The Roman emperor's name was Constantine the Great. Okay. Yeah, wow. <laughs> huh. But he killed a lot of people, though. People that weren't Christian? Dead. But it was kind of like revenge, because at first, the Christians were killed in Rome. Because they believed in mercury and uh jupiter 
the Roman gods, which are basically the Greek gods. That's interesting. So it's like, it was retaliation. Like, you're killing us off, we're killing you off. Like no, actually, I off. think he, he converted to Christianity. Like, he was already he was already emperor, and then he converted, and he, like, wanted to bring the whole empire with him. Wow. Yeah, but Plato, especially, in the Renaissance, the way that, well, what were we saying at first? <laughs> well, before we got into Alexander the Great. It was about the Platonic principles initially shaping Christianity. I was going to say, oh, I was talking about the, like, Europe, I mean, um, Italy, and I was going to bring up something from that article, from that essay that I was reading. The Renaissance was, it's, it's re re revered, and it's so notorious for being open to, like, all of these different ideas, like, they drew, they drew things from Greek culture, they drew, they drew things from, like, French culture, all of these, all of these, it was, like, the center of the world, like, they drew from everywhere, and it became, it was, like, the internet. Of, of those times in history especially all of these things it's like stairs you could say it started with like the with Greece in general and just their way of thinking but it was like Plato Alexander the Great the Renaissance the Enlightenment America like all of these things like European or Western thought really originated from Greece like we have to like we have to go back to the org. We have to look back to the origin. That's why I think there's that's in, there there's importance in looking at Plato again, and looking at the Greek thought again, and looking at the Renaissance again. Like that that's where that's where European thought comes from. And it, and guess what? Plato was a mystic. Plato was spiritual, but for some reason that's been lost. The the Renaissance people were were spiritual. They were they were they believed in God. They believed in ideas. They believed in angels basically like the forms that plato talks about were angels in christianity to them like oh the angels bring you got messages from god and ideas from god like it's really like they they, they use the same like hierarchical uh mode of reasoning for christianity like the angels were the ideas the angels were the messengers of, of the ideas and, and and these higher ideals are like moving humanity around and, and and putting ideas where they want them to be and and kind of like having an influence and, and gods at the top there's a term that i encountered recently from the instagram user the hood healer who spends a lot of time on instagram live just channeling and also yeah. giving astrological readings for all of the signs and also right. for the times and a term that she's used is divine download to essentially yeah, yeah to refer to um it's like receiving an idea receiving an insight receiving clarity the download and it it's such a perfect term i feel that that image of an angel like that is connected to god being connected to you giving you the divine download is like God, it's just so, I feel it's so useful. And, and Plato, like, if we, if we can understand Plato, if we can, if we can really dive deep and we can get all of our expert thinkers to think about Plato and to understand what he was trying to express to us, then that's just not, that's not, there, there's actually some, some, some 
solidity to that idea of downloads and it's not just some woo-woo idea that could be dismissed by mainstream uh school um education or, or thinking secular yeah secular culture exactly we need to be able to we need to be able to bring these ideas these spiritual ideas sort of make them impenetrable like if science is this impenetrable way of viewing the world and then rationality is is dominant in the world then we need to go back to a a a impenetrable spirituality like something that is something that you can't even like reason around it like bro socrates is notorious for being this nobody could nobody could argue against him like he was so shifty in the way that his he was so solid in in his understanding of the world that he was just like you can't you couldn't get around him like no whatever try whatever type of reasoning or rationality that you think that you know socrates doesn't know anything he, he he's trying to we're trying to we're we're in this together trying to figure out what is to know by by having a dialogue socrates socrates dismissed people that had not dismissed but he sort of like he sort of turned people around like you you actually don't know anything he he he, he repeat like that's the socratic method you ask the same you tell me something you tell me what you think oh yeah this is this is what has been established and this is how we think of the world plato's like plato puts it in a different way he's like is this what you mean or is this what you actually mean by what you just said because that's what it appears to be and i don't think that this is true because of this like he's reasoning with solid ideas and he's making he's like deteriorating the solid ideas into essentially nonsense like plato i mean um socrates doesn't know anything that's his thing like i don't know anything i i know nothing compared to god i know nothing compared to to be gods and he got killed for it because he was impenetrable no one he he fucking he made he he got killed for making the stronger argument appear the weaker that that was that was one of the uh cases against him wait what wait elaborate on that making the stronger argument appear weaker because okay like they had these established ideal ideals in um in athens especially like all of the top scholars of course it was this is plato's writing we don't even really know if socrates existed really there's evidence because two two different people wrote about him but that's it there's is only just stories about him he's not like he wasn't there's no name he doesn't have any writing he doesn't have anything and there's no there's no uh there's no proof that plato was one guy either like it could have just been like we don't know it's lost really it's so ancient that it's lost i think it's more reasonable to think that plato was multiple people reasoning and then they put it into a book and they captured what these things were these ideas into these plays because they're really they're they're like a pod it's like a podcast of a book like socrates this person like it's just like dialogue dialogue of course it's a story but what's in what's condensed into those dialogues is can literally take centuries to unpack like all of these ideas that he the the stories are too complex to just say oh it was a simple he was simply writing down what socrates said like no it was plato plato was like the the 
creator of those stories and of those like ideal ideas concepts supposedly socrates was arguing what socrates would argue with any, anyone like he would just have dialogues with anyone he was kind of hated for it he was hated for 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 making the most intelligent man in athens the most in, the most highly uh studied men appeared dumb like he 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 basically made them feel dumb he made he like showed them their ignorance by using the socratic method so he so he so they thought it was like witchcraft type thing like he was making he was like trying to trickery he was tricking everyone he was making he was corrupting the youth and making them think that the weaker argument is stronger than the the well studied argument the well established argument when really he was just showing them their own ignorance given that there is no documented proof of socrates a real person ever existing a possibility a reasonable possibility is that Plato, the author, so to speak, whoever was writing about Socrates, and you said it was Plato and, um... Uh, I forget who else wrote about Socrates. But two, two specific people? Two different, two different authors, yeah. Okay. So, they could have, um, been using Socrates as, as an ideal, right? As an idea of, like, this perfect, you know, a a human with a perfect thought. Yeah. Yet, who is aware of the imperfection, like exactly. the inescapable human imperfection, basically? But that's that's likely because, like, like we have like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader. Like, we have these fake characters, but the stories are pretty um, believable. If you maybe not them specifically, but like any character made up, you can you if you if you pass that down for centuries someone might believe that actually fucking happened you can even say um jesus christ similarly exactly i mean Um, it is disputed whether or not he ever lived and was a real person i personally i'm not exactly sure what the arguments against his existence are but i know it is disputed the, the the arguments against his of uh, against Jesus's existence, we we know, like the top scholars in Christianity, the top scholars and just in general, know that 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 someone existed, that brought these sayings that like he he someone wrote down these sayings of of Jesus quote unquote like they call it Q, or I think it's Q. They in in when they talk about it in in these uh, studies, they they use Q because they don't really know the origin. Like it's still debated. Like I I remember Peter Grimes made the argument that he's from Greece. That there's a lot of evidence to support that all of his ideas are Greek, and that he comes from these Greek cities. And the original Bible was written in Greek, so it's so they're more inclined to believe that he was greek than jewish or hebrew they well they know that they know that someone existed whether his name is jesus or not they they know they know someone was someone had followers and someone like you know it had to be he had to have some type of the fact that it exists someone like there are people saying that there's this guy that existed that was magical like they're not then i doubt they just made that up bro like who who how could how could that be believable over centuries 
unless there was some type of truth to it, unless there was some type of like someone existed, you know, it didn't just fucking pop up out of nowhere, bro. He was used. They used plate. They used platonic reasoning. Je- whoever Jesus was was using platonic reasoning, bro. Like out of out of everyone in history, the most resemblance and the and some and the person that predates Jesus is Plato, and they have a similar fucking message, similar reasoning behind their message. It would make the most sense that he was platonic, like that he just was part of that tradition. Jesus, above all else, was a philosopher. He was a Greek philosopher. Greek Greeks were the people that had philosophers. They were the they were the Athens was really like the center place of the world at one point. And of course, like Alexander the Great brought all of those ideas to the world, ultimately. So just to clarify, did philosophy, did the ancient Greeks essentially come up with philosophy or like formalize and define the yeah, study? Well, like the word philosophy is Greek. Philosophy. Oh, are most subjects like astronomy, biology, Dude. anatomy? <laughs> Most of our language comes from a lot of like Latin. All these languages come from from Greek. Wow. Yeah, like astrology, astral. They they use they they, they these are Greek words. A lot of a lot of words, bro. A lot of um, uh, psyche, psych, psychology. Psyche is was what Greeks use as soul. That was that was their word. That was the ancient Greek word for soul. Also, the word inspired is in spirit, right? In to go spirit. back to the, the post about where, like, we don't know where ideas come from. We don't know the origin yeah. of creativity. Exactly. To be inspired is to be in spirit. Do you, do you know what the word was in Greek? Which word? Inspired. Uh, I do not. Or was that the word inspired? Maybe like in in spirits. That's just probably. Well, um, we have to credit we have to credit the Greeks, bro. Like, I mean, Plato invented what is a school, what is a university, bro. He he came up with the idea of a university, of a place that you go to study that accepts people that to study, like an open. An open university. He invented it. I think it's important to keep thinking about the ways in which our current contemporary configurations of these things that the Greeks came up with are so, so different. So much, they're, they're so vastly different than, than the originals, right? And it's like, yeah. wh- how, why, what? happened in these hundreds of years in between because it's like the original idea and i'm sure the original experience of plato's academy which is basically a group of thinkers i'm i'm from what i saw about it it was just like just philosophers right like i'm not sure if there was a specific criteria for Uh, people to participate 
I I don't think so. I think oh, there was one rule that it said in the in the in the front of this in front of the academy. It said, "Thou shalt not enter that does not understand geometry." That could make for a really good meme. <laughs> really though. <laughs> That's okay, and but you see, it's like that original idea of open entry, open access, no barriers. Like I'm sure there was criteria to enter. Like you probably, I mean, I don't know if you, I'm. You might have had to pay. Okay, which makes sense, honestly. Yeah, of course. Uh, it does. It does make sense. It, I, I think just nowadays, it's not like you're paying to make this about right now. You're paying way more. You're paying so much money that for the same education that people in the '70s and '60s got, like, bro, what the fuck is di- like? What is the money going towards? Like, keeping it the same when we could fuck, bro. There's new ways of understanding shit, and we don't use them to the full extent because we're still holding on to the to the old pages. Like, bro, what the fuck? And I think it really speaks to how embedded this corporate culture is in America. Corporate culture has its upsides. It's a good thing for things to be corporatized in a lot of ways, but it's at, at a certain point with something like thought intelligence curiosity like ooh it's there are downsides to to like corporately suffocating it and shaping it i understand well i feel like the main problem with right now right now is universities is that people Like maybe maybe I'm wrong, but the for, to what it seems like to me is like the vast majority of people aren't going to school to be scholars. They're going to get a job to get the paper that says I'm qualified to re- to receive a job after to be a worker. Yeah, and whereas Plato, there was like, who the fuck cares? You went to Plato's Academy. Who the fuck cares? Like, there's probably no jobs for those. They just loved knowledge. Like. And that's what philosophy means in Greek, the love of knowledge. So that's been lost. Philosophy is an abstract idea when it's really the love of knowledge and learning and becoming a better person. But nowadays it's paper. You get the paper. As long as you get the paper, then that's the ticket, basically, to, to life. And that's where, that's where school is wrong, bro. You know what would make for, like, a good YouTube video? Is going out to a college campus and interviewing students that walk by and saying something along the lines of like, do you love knowledge? Do you love your (laughs) subject of study? And it's like, you're going to get like these beleaguered, sleep-deprived, caffeine-hyped students being like, fuck no. That's crazy. That is, that is, that is a fucking good idea. Because no one's even like thinking about that really. Like how, how many people are thinking Damn, maybe a lot of these kids don't even fucking care. They're half asleep in class just writing notes to pass the test. How many people are seriously considering that when they think about school? And I think it's, on on the one hand, it's to no fault of these individual students who are ultimately just 
Like they're just trying to do yeah. what they feel is best for their life. And their parents, perhaps, and their guardians or their social circle is trying to funnel them in a direction yeah. that is going to result in their best outcomes. Like people, like nobody goes to college being like, I'm going to fuck myself over. Yeah, yeah exactly. let's do it. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's there are good, positive, striving intentions behind it. But it's like, yeah, it's just the whole system, the whole path of it is like. Definitely. I don't blame individuals. I don't blame any individual for the way that the shit is. I'm just, I just think that you're like what you said, the system, whether it was created or not, it's just like this load that's coming and, and people are just like, I, they're hit by it. Like either you go or you don't. And they see it like that. Like either you go and you get the ticket or you don't. It's not it's not set up to where it's like, I'm really interested in this. Like I wanna learn about this. It's not like that. Like what's gonna make you the most money though? What's gonna make what's what are you gonna you're gonna give you have to get a job after? You can't just be a philosopher. What the fuck does that mean? You're not gonna get a job. That that's 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 the that's the downside. Because it's not maybe maybe it's a maybe in the future, we're obviously headed towards some abundance to where, like, people won't even fucking need jobs, I bet, in the future. Like, people will probably be inclined to figure out what they actually are interested in and not what makes them paper, not what gives them the little buck. And it goes back to, like, Star Trek, bro. Like, <laughs> they don't fucking think like that. They think, like, I want to explore the universe because I'm so interested in it. I'm so interested in exploring the universe and being part of the fleet and, 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 and using this knowledge for good. But nowadays it's like, I got to get a job. You got to be a lawyer. You got to be a lawyer. Someone's got to do it and someone's, and you're going to get paid. That's, that's the upside to, to automation, bro. It gets rid of these mind rotting tasks. You're saying it, it does. It leaves room for more exploration. Like, I don't think people are going to be, lazy like I, I don't think the fear for automation is 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 that is that reasonable i don't i don't think people will be lazy i don't think people will be uh like it'll be like star trek bro like literally how the fuck would it not be like star trek people are gonna bro they're philosophers in star trek they're doctors they're they're psychologists like bro they have they're interested in what the fuck they're interested in and they're exploring and they're using their knowledge for for what for a purpose it's not just for buck it's not for survival like once the survival's gone we're in a different realm now we're and and going back to plato star trek is an ideal somehow they tapped into that ideal but it real it whether it's whether it's made up or not it's an ideal because it's something that we can try to get to they 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 presented it to us whether you want to look at it like that or not it is it's there it's it's a thing it's an it's we can understand that that's an ideal we don't just see it as people moving across the screen we understand the idea of it and that's where plato's reasoning like makes the most fucking sense bro like we're not we're not just psychology isn't really how how the, our brains work there's something else at play it's not just the brain it's the mind we understand we understand ideals we're receiving something like we don't just see things as moving i understand that this what this what the purpose of this is and i understand how it could be better we can talk about how can this cut be better 
he can get to a point of, of, of a higher ideal and then subsequently create a better cup, create a better school, create a better... We need to stop thinking so materialist, bro. We need to start, we need to return to Plato. We need to return to Platonic I, receiving. We need, to, we need to start receiving and stop being so closed off. The way forward is both materialism and mysticism. Exactly. So that's what Star Trek is. It's like materialism and mysticism. There's a, in Star Trek, there's a girl that can read emotions. Like she, she, she has these, these psychic abilities. She has no technology. Like she, she can under, she spiritually understands what's going on. Like, oh, this person has some sort of, something's off about his energy. But it's like, bro, yeah, like, why the fuck would everyone just be technological? Like, we have this, we are spiritual. We, at, at nat- by nature, we're spiritual. We can feel energy. We can feel vibes. We can, we can understand ideas. We can understand concepts that aren't physical. Yeah, that's essentially, that character is like an empath or like a healer. Yeah. Which, which it's important to note are very very like frowned upon by mainstream society it's like oh you want to get you want to be an like you want to be an empath <laughs> you want to be an astrological reader like it goes back this goes back to to jeffrey mishlow he's a para psychologist paranormal psychologist he they're they're studying things like that they're actually trying to bring some scientific merit to these concepts but sadly, like, even parapsychology shunned, bro. Like, not, like so you're not going to find a fucking course on parapsychology. You're going to have to search for it. Like, your local college doesn't talk about parapsychology. But it's like, bro, if start, there's so many, vi- like, Jeffrey Mishlove has videos and interviews with people that have these fucking crazy ass ideas that are, like, mind boggling, bro. For instance, there's this person there's this thing called remote viewing. I don't know if you've heard of it, but for the people that are listening. Basically, he tr- the CIA was involved and they, they funded this program because there was they knew that there was something there. They funded this program and they, tr- they wanted to use it as a weapon. Basically, they train these people that are sensitive, like the girl in Star Trek, or like these healer-type people, like these psychic-type people. They train them in a specific way so that they can see without seeing. They, they can see something that's 200 feet away that is completely out of their vision. They're, they're trained in meditation and, and just like focus. And I, and I honestly don't know how exactly how it works, but they can see. Basically, like the CIA wanted to be like, bro, that's so useful for, for government. You could see a terrorist before he even fucking comes. And one of the craziest things about that, it's proven. Like there's some, there's some like solidity to that idea. It's not just, it's not just a abstract idea. There was an instance where this guy was doing remote viewing. He he was he was viewing this plane. Like they had they had suspicions of a plane or something, and he was viewing it. And he saw the bomb explode on the plane. And it really happened. It ha- like the bomb exploded on a plane and he saw the people. He didn't know. He had no fucking clue. 
No one told him anything about, a, about the plane exploding or anything, but somehow he knew that the plane exploded. He saw it happen in front of his eyes. He saw the people die. And the craziest shit ever about that, he saw the people, they, their, their spirits got out of their body and they looked back at their bodies and they were like, so they were like in shock that they died. And they were looking around and they saw him in, they all looked towards him like they knew that he was aware of them and that he oh knew what God. happened. They were, he knew that he saw and they all looked at him like confused and he was, he was like traumatized after that happened. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Wow. Dude, it's like, how can, how can we not see the benefit in, in studying these things? That's literally Star Trek in real life. That, okay, that, man, I'm so, that, that story's gonna stick with me, and what it's making me think is that it, it goes back to how we don't understand creativity, and it's like, what if when people receive ideas or visions, right, mm -hmm. which you can then turn into a story, or like you turn into a creative concept that right. you actualize through a painting or a sculpture or anything, just some expressive outlet, what if that's like, your it's like your mind your spirit your um like your the ethereal part of you right is like is going elsewhere like out of this world you know and it's witnessing something and the way that that guy was there on the plane in spirit like i mean it's infinite possibilities for right. like what the hell our thoughts are and, and, and we obviously are missing something in understanding what reality is. Like, we're, we, we've disregarded a whole aspect of it, and we act like it's not real when there's really fucking merit there. And there's even philosophical merit. There's reasonable solidity to these fucking concepts, bro. It's not. Like, it could, it even is as simple as Plato, what he's saying. We're tapping into a different realm at the same time as existing in the material realm. We exist in, in double there's dual. We, we exist in in a divided line. We 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 have access to another to these higher realms to have these spirits, bro. And I bet you, like you can you can use Plato's reasoning to even understand what the fuck happened to that guy, bro. Like our soul is exists without the body, and somehow even astral projection somehow we we can exit the body. Somehow we exit the body when we die. Somehow we, we're able to, to, to exist without the body. Like, why the fuck aren't we studying? If we can know that, if we can know that for fact, bro, imagine how different we would live life. You know, I think something that religion, especially the contemporary configuration of religion, gets wrong about its teachings about this mystical ethereal spirit realm yeah is that it's the teachings are so fear-based we're mm -hmm. taught in such fear provoking ways that like it's like you gotta believe in this god or yeah. else you're gonna be selling your soul eternally to the devil it's like wait 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 that's so like like oh man it's just limiting it's limiting it's limiting fear is so limiting and it's like we should not Fear should not be one of the central emotions surrounding the teachings of these. Going back to the Jeffrey Mishlip interview, he he was actually raised as a Christ, as a Catholic, and and he would he would experience these weird 
like he was he had that he had these abilities basically he had psychic abilities like he had a bully he there was a bully that that would bully him all the time and someone so and one time he pushed him in the back of the head or some shit like that and then a voice in his head just said fall and the the bully fell like for some fucking reason he predicted the future like that he saw something he he was he interpreted something something came through him and it happened and he saw it he predicted it but he told his his pastor or whatever or the the priest and he said the devil like they all they they were like trying to demonize him like the devil's inside this boy they no they they like conducted a test like to see if he was really legit and once they once they were like freaked out about it they they thought of the devil and they were like no 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 the devil's inside you stay away from whatever whatever that is and he stayed away from it up until he was an adult bro he had it since he was little and he he stayed up he 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 stayed away from it out of fear like he really thought that it was the devil cuz obviously he was experiencing he wasn't lying bro he was scared of himself he was scared of whatever that was and uh it wasn't until he he started to learn more about it and that and then he was he was part of that group that the CIA funded like it was he was he was one of the key guys there he was the trainer like and they would train people with those abilities like these psychic abilities like these 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 channeling abilities it's it's just like bro the 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 way that the, that religions are set up like how could you, why would you automatically assume that that's the devil and not god like i think the problem with christianity especially is they believe in the devil just as much as they believe in god which is silly like even thinking about it platonically there's no in when when when, it, when plato thinks about there's a good the highest good the highest ideal of good which is the highest of, of all ideals there's no there's no opposite to that there's no bad there's no source of bad just using his reasoning there's no bad there's no source of bad there's just lack of good there's less than good so how could you assume that like that's that's the dogmatic problem like they're not using reasoning they're using they're using belief when you could use reasoning bro like how do you how did you lose plato how did you lose this this just useful mode of reasoning it kind of like we need to rethink christianity like we need to rethink some certain religions especially like i feel like the government like it the cia if they're going to do if they could do that get all these psychic kids to be involved in this study in this yeah it was a study they could very much be like let's let's like the medici family bro there needs to be a medici family too like america needs a renaissance america needs to re to revitalize these ideas and i and i think that bro we're doing it like that's what we're here for like we <laughs> this is it the fact that we're fucking talking about this shit the fact that we can under like we we are the future and we are, we are able to tap into these concepts we can bring them to the world we can bring them to christianity kanye is a christian all of these people that are key roles in society they all need to be involved we all like that's what the nrg is bro let's start a fucking renaissance we have these great minds and we're not putting them to use
we're just we're they're all they're all just building themselves and we could be building humanity together and i and that and i wanted to and i wanted to say when we were talking about schools a while ago along like maybe a year ago i had an idea for a school it was the unofficial university of nrg like there's no there's no point of going to the school unless you fucking want to learn like where you're not gonna get a job like it's unofficial you're not it's you're get rid of the whole concept of oh i i went to harvard I, like bro it's unofficial you're you're unofficially a scholar it gets rid of the status yeah and i think that's 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 a, that's one of the biggest problems with schooling and, and i think i realized that when i when i was thinking about this idea like fuck being official like if i'm not even if if this idea wouldn't be recognized like i don't even want it to be like i'd rather like play on the idea the fact that it's unofficial we can talk about shit that's not talked about. We can talk, we can study things that nobody else wants to study. And it could be like Plato's Academy part two, but we have all these, we have the internet, bro. We have, we have the ability to, to show it on a screen to everyone. I think the key aspect component of Plato's Academy um, the unofficial academy of the NRG, and also, I don't even know what you could call it, groups or organizations, but like the one that Jeffrey Mishlov went to, to cultivate his intuitive. He went to, uni it was a normal university that, they, they just don't do it anymore as much as, as they, as, like, it was like a subject, at, um, it was, it had, like, a bunch of thinkers in that whole category of, uh, that whole subject, parapsychology. Okay. But for some reason, it's just not widely taught. Like, it's more of like a, an occult, not a understanding of things. It has real backing. Like, it's, it's, it's a legit subject. It's not nonsense. Yeah, I should look into, like, like when it was established, even, formally. It was, like, 1800s. Like, it goes back that far. Okay. But the key, I feel, what's at the heart of all of these things, parapsychology, um, learning for the sake of learning, you know, developing your intuitive abilities for the sake of developing your intuitive abilities is, is this idea of cultivation, right? Which goes, mm -hmm. which really can be analogized to um, growth and like the growth of a seed, the growth of plants, like it just, nature itself, essentially, it's viewing human ability human capacity, human potential as something that is just to be fostered, is to be planted like a seed, right? And then watered and fertilized. Exactly. Just for the sake of having it grow. It's sort of like, it's this, seeds can grow. So like, we, they might as well be planted and allowed, allowed to grow. Like, why don't we view human ability in that same, almost like detached yet allowing way? And that's what, and that's really what it's like. It goes back to Star Trek again. Like they're exploring the universe for the sake of exploring the universe. They're not trying to. They're they don't they don't like they don't start mining the planet. They're just exploring. They want to see. They want to understand more cultures. They want like, that's what we need to do. We need to stop trying to gain something all the time. We need to be able to just 
we need to be able to to water and and and, and nourish the thing that grows regardless and saw so, and stop like trying to force it into one direction like bro we're more we're wild we're we're i don't even want to say wild wild has a negative connotation to it we're natural we're organic we're we have we, we grow in this way that's not boxed in but yet we live in this boxed in society you have to do this like this and then once you're done you get a job that relates to that and you also make money like how can why can't you sell t-shirts for a living and then also be a philosopher on your free time like that's the future bro like being being having your fucking scholarly ambitions not attached to your fucking financial ambitions or your whatever ambitions you know like we are starting a renaissance we're we this is like the fucking flint hitting the stone it hasn't even started we're, we're barely lighting the fucking renaissance up but i definitely think we're going to play a key role in this shit like i i that's why i'm so ambitious with my ideas i don't even want like i don't care if it's me bro like i know that it's been gifted by something and i want something in, in america at least yeah ultimately america is a perfect breeding ground for this for the nrg for it's the internet age renaissance it's Athens, it's Rome, it's it's Italy. We're we're literally at the perfect point in time. Like we have this thing that connects all of us. We all really don't need to like work to survive. We don't all need to be hustling all the time. Like we have free time, bro. We can go do we can waste our time. We're we're at a perfect time to just create Star Trek, really. Like, bro, imagine twenty we're in the twenty twenties. Compare the 2020s, I mean, compare the 1920s to the 1950s. What is it going to be like in, in, 19, in 2050? It's going to be vastly different, bro. And we're, we're just pushing this. We're pushing the fucking ball down the ledge. It's just going to go. But we need to put those intentions in it that we need to, we can, we can create Star Trek. We can create a, a, an Italian Renaissance, an American, a, American Renaissance Part 2. But it starts by going back. Sometimes it starts by looking, okay, what is this whole thing based off of? Is it, does it come from Plato? Does it come from Greek? Does it come from the Indians? Does it come from Buddhism? Does it come from the Chinese? Like we need to, do, we need to get, gather all of the origins and sort of like lift it up from the, from the root instead of like continuing to grow. We need to just pile everything together and make a new farm we need to make a new we need that's what a renaissance is bro like gathering inspiration and just tapping into every every kind of knowledge and, instead of boxing it in this is american knowledge and these are american universities and these are american jobs like bro we're artists at this point in time we're artists everyone everyone is an artist your fucking instagram people a selfie is art like people fucking are like artists bro people are photographers everyone's a photographer everyone's a writer everyone's a journalist everyone's a fucking bro this is rena this is the beginning of the renaissance something that kanye has said came to mind when you were when you were talking about how the way forward is to look back right the way to the future is to look to history something kanye has said is that 
Like, sure, study history, look back, but don't do it for too long. Don't spend too yeah. much time, exactly. you know? Because you gotta, you gotta keep looking forward, you gotta keep moving forward. And on the one hand, he's right, but on the other hand, I think it speaks to this cultural engine that is so forward-driven that it's almost like, you can't look back because you're wasting time. And if you're wasting time, you're losing money. And if you're losing yeah. money, you're not doing the right thing. Well, like, like I said, it starts by looking back, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't, right. we don't stay there. We don't just keep looking at it. We, 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 we grab it and go, we take what we need and, 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 continue, and continue down this ultimately unavoidable renaissance, bro. Like it's unavoidable. It, literally we're gonna be abundant we're gonna be i mean if if Neuralink really happens we're gonna be fucking 10 times the amount of intelligence that we have if parapsychology gets cultivated we'll have psychics like we'll be able to do more than what we than what we are than what we are able to do now but the nrg i feel like is key because the medici was key to the renaissance they they brought everyone together they funded everyone they they put everyone together and i think an idea like that like why isn't jeff bezos the nrg why isn't he doing that takes it's gonna take the kids it's gonna take us it's like that there's obviously the guys that that matter right now but it really takes the kids because we understand that like the fact that we're talking about it we know if we were in those positions we would do that and the thing about the people who matter the people who are powerful right now is that they won't be forever you know exactly. it never lasts it's always waves of new people stepping up exactly. stepping in and then soon you know it like it's just life is this very cyclical thing it's it's for the best it's really this evolutionary uh, what would the word be like thing that life that that the the new replaces the old and it's it a, it goes with human hierarchy exactly it's all it's all progress right so life itself even exactly we learn and we go and we grow and we keep going and we keep we're just it, eventually we'll be star trek bro unless you want to look at things cynically and 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 pessimistically it's gonna be start we're gonna we're gonna end up in star trek we're gonna end up in something close to that you know i the the um the creator of star trek who i don't actually know or creators what when, when they were coming up with it like when they were creatively expressing and writing up the episodes they were probably like mystically tapped into exactly the, the, the Plato's realm of the good, you know, like you can't, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're inspired, you're in spirit. And when you're in spirit, you are essentially shrouded and shrouded by and in what is of like the highest and purest in this world. And actually speaking of inspiration, I did find the Greek word for it. Yep. Um, which is Theonustos which literally translates to God breath. God breath. <laughs> That's sick. You know, it's like you, and you know, the thing about cynicism and pessimism is that you're not, you're not in that realm of God breath. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in the, you're in the realm of the body. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, 
to what you said, the word idea in Greek, idea is a Greek word. It means, um, it means to behold, to, 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 to behold. It means, it means to like perceive something, basically, to be given something. There you go. There you go. To download. You know, the word download is interesting. Like, did it exist before technology? I don't think so. It's a modern yeah. word. But, you know, it's so, it's also so fitting and applicable to the mind. Like, given the computer machine-like nature of it. Yeah, that's the thing. To go back to this whole materialism and mysticism perspective, it's both machine-like and yet to, to view it exclusively as a machine yeah. is not the full picture. We tapped into something. We, we downloaded something when we, when we created the word download. I looked it up right now. It it is it was created for a computer, but it's it's a it's it's more than that, bro. And it's a verb. It says that it's a verb. Oh, it's a, it's both. A verb and a noun. Yeah. That's what's that's what's cool about English. Like we can flip. We don't. We're not either or. Like, the, we could say the download or movie downloads are it's a noun but we could also say i'm downloading i've just received a down or i'm downloading it's been downloaded yeah do you speak any other languages besides english not at all i wish i did i i mean i've been trying to i've been trying to study spanish but uh, i'm just like at the basic level <laughs> I honestly, I would say it's safe to say that a download that I have received, something I've downloaded lately, is to actually study a new language. Yeah, that's true. Learning. It's We're, so beneficial for the brain. And it's beneficial for the renaissance as well. Truly. Truly, truly. Can't be, we can't be just English. There's so much, there's so much knowledge in other languages. There's so many... Like we need to be we need to be open to everything that's ever existed. You know, I wonder if the word internet is connected to the word interconnected. Like if that inter that prefix yeah. inter has What even is the prefix inter? Where did that come from? Good question. A friend and I, when I was a freshman in college, or technically a sophomore, we were studying the prefixes, all prefixes and suffixes. And he had this book. It was like the comprehensive book of word roots and stems. Yeah. And it was actually an amazing thing to spend our time doing. Like every day we went through like 15, 15 of them, suffixes and prefixes alike. And it's like, I don't think we got through the whole book. I think we got to, like, the letter R. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's like we went through the letter I. I don't remember what inter means. Yeah. But given that internet and interconnected and I intertwined. I pulled it up right now. It's, it's Latin. Inter, a prefix occurring in loan words from Latin, where it meant between, among, in the midst of, mutually, Reciprocal, re, recipro, 
reciprocally, reciprocally, yeah, together, during, yeah. There you go, yes. <laughs> Used in the formation of compounds words. Used in the formation of compound words. Intercom. Huh. It's using a lot now that I'm thinking of it. Intertwined, interconnected, internet, intercom. Yeah, honestly, that's the amazing thing about learning word roots. You're like, oh, it's there, it's there. Like, you start connecting the dots. It's really beautiful. That, that's why you're lucky for, for studying English. Like, I wish I did. I wish I, I wish I had more to draw from. For what it's worth, I was going to mention this. Like not not in this, but given that it given that you just mentioned that, I think there's definitely um, there's definitely a place on low fertilizer for like English linguistics, literature, yeah. and poetry. Like yeah, they're such enriching subjects. And it's also just like like once you learn it, you're not like fuck. I wish I didn't learn that. It's like oh, good to know. Like it's automatically a good thing. Like it's automatically interesting to someone. Like. I'm glad, I'm glad I learned that. It's not like I didn't need to know that. It's, it's just useful shit to know. And, right. and and programming yourself like that, you're gonna use it. You're 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 gonna use it. Totally. And just having a a, a a a better understanding of language, like even from a year ago, my understanding of language and and the way that I speak is so much better than any time in the past and i just it's only from just like watching people like jeffrey mishlove and 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 reading and and reading articles and 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 uh looking up definitions to words like once you like actually dive into the realm of of language or the english language language especially you use it like you have that it's there like it doesn't go away you're you you download it and, and you use it in different situations. Readers truly are leaders. They have more. They have more. You, you, you have more. Something else is there. It, it really is enrichment to study something that's so... To study the very subject of words. Because every single day, we think. Every yeah. single day, we speak. And yeah. the thought and, and voice right? Vocal expression are realms of words. Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like for society to be like, oh, you studied English. Good luck in life. Which like, I can't tell you how many people have told me that. It's like, God damn it. You, like, I don't need your luck. I don't need your luck. You know? You, but that's, that's funny because I, that's, that's, this is only, this is the one of the only times I've said, I wish I studied English. Like, I wish I studied English. I didn't, I've never said that to anything else because I can learn anything else. But, like, English, you can really, you really, bro, even your thoughts, you don't even have to use it. You can just fucking think differently when you know more and you have more to choose from. Like, bro, especially the way I think, which even when I would study astrology, I used to, I used to be really into astrology and just, like, especially like my own chart like i would find every detail about the chart I'd go into every planet every not only the planet what the planet represents but what the planet with this and the conjunction and all of these for me 
I think it's my Mercury is in Virgo in the fifth house. And, and basically it says that the way that I think, the way that I process information is I find a way that I would use it. Like I don't just think for myself, I'm thinking of ways I would use it in real life. Like I have like an applicable mind. I think when I've learned something, I and it's so true, like there's a lot of, whether it's a coincidence or not in, in astrology, there's a lot of things that I've resonated with. Like just that alone, like bro, I talk to myself in my brain, but I'm not just talking to myself. I pretend that I'm talking to someone else. That's how my brain works. Like I'm, I'm constantly having a dialogue. Like I'm finding ways to use what I learned and what I, what I'm thinking. That's so interesting because I do that as well. Maybe, maybe it's just, well, you probably, most likely you have Mercury in Virgo if you're a Virgo. I am a Virgo, a double Virgo, incidentally. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure your your mercury's either your mercury was either in leo or or libra if it's not in virgo if you are a virgo like it can only be in those three signs cuz the cuz mercury's always close like even astro astro um astronomically i would say astrologically right or astro ast astronomically right gotcha like a, a, in astronomy thinking of astronomy Mercury is close to the sun always. Like when you when you observe Mercury, it's it's always like not too far away from the sun, from the Earth's perspective at least. Right. In astrology, your, your Mercury is always either wherever your sun sign is. So if your sun was in if the sun was in Virgo, most likely Mercury's in Virgo, or it's on or it's in Libra, or it might be a little bit further back in in Leo. Do you happen to know what either your enneagram is or your life path number? Mm -mm. I, I've looked into numerology like once. I don't remember at all. It didn't yeah. resonate with me as much. Did you look into it long ago? Or? Yeah, like a year. I, I stopped really looking at it like a year ago or like a little bit less than a year ago. I stopped like, because I kind of just saw, I, I stopped thinking that it made sense. Scientifically, it it doesn't make that much sense. Like, and I, and I sort of think about things like that like I, I changed I shifted my perspective a little bit I sort of became more like rational quote-unquote rational I kind of like kicked all that stuff to the side even though there could be I'd rather find out if it's for real instead of just believing that astrology makes sense like, it resonates with me but I don't think I could say like astrology is the truth everyone should listen to astrology like I think it's more personal and I think it's more like oh that's cool but it's not like something I used to like be fucking like oh this is i used to be like that i used to think astrology was like the only way of understanding yourself it was like last year it's fairly common for thinkers i guess intellectuals to a certain degree to outgrow astronomy to yeah. certain degrees like i know the instagram user sicewoon who who's who has content that i really am provoked by and yeah. sparked by i would say she actually has a video on youtube it's like 30 minutes long called why i started rejecting astrology and to be honest i haven't even watched the whole thing like from start to finish what was she but saying though? the gist of it is that it's too set in stone mm. you know especially the dominant internet astrology yeah. where it's like if you're a virgo 
you're analytical and critical and there's no way around it. You can't be anything else. Like there's not a whole lot of room for personal evolution. That, that's the problem with, with teach, like trying to show people like it's a science. I think it's dangerous to, I guess, yeah, I guess apply the scientific method to astrology. But because it sets it in stone. The, the thing is like, I would agree with her. I would have agreed with her like a month ago. And so I found out that they did studies on the shit. And, and, and when, when, when people's ascendant, when the sun was ascending in, Le in uh, Leo, I think, or fuck, I don't remember what specific um, area of the sky, but they're most like, like, they're athletes like they were like it was like a path set in stone for those people for some reason like a certain a certain uh placement that the the solar system was in makes these people careers set in stone so to speak obviously it's not set in stone because they could be like i don't want to be an athlete sure. or they could break their leg but like for some reason on average, like they did a study, a placebo-tested study, and it was legit. And the skeptic, the, the the National Skeptic Association, agreed with the study. They said they has legitimacy to it. The, my problem is that, like, we obviously are we don't understand it enough. Like the way that they're teaching it, the way the astrologers use it is not right. There's something wrong. Like. If only that worked in the study, and they couldn't find it in any other cases, then that then that must mean that something's where we've misunderstood. If they're really if it if it is true that we're set in stone by the planets, which sort of makes sense even platonically, that because Plato even says the the that the planets are higher entities, that they're a more perfect uh, realm. The way that the way that it's studied right now is is obviously wrong. There's something missing, but I don't think that it's 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 wrong entirely. <laughs> I wouldn't dismiss astrology. I would agree. <sighs> Wait, I I have to run to the restroom. It's like getting hard to think. For sure. Something that I'm realizing I don't like know the structure of is bathroom breaks for like talk shows. Like I'm thinking back, the only time that I've heard Joe Rogan mention the bathroom in an episode was with Alex Jones. Well, he's like, he's done it a couple times actually. Like he does whatever the fuck he wants, bro. <laughs> on TV, on TV they have commercial breaks, so. Right. Like they'll talk, they don't, like there's no way that you didn't use the bathroom before. Like, and if you did, like bro, ruining the show by going to the bathroom because we only have this amount of time exactly like a seven minute slot but joe joe rogan's more like this like it doesn't really fucking matter if we go to the bathroom like we could we can edit it if we want to and i guess for for somebody like jeffrey mishlove if the episodes are only like 30 40 minutes you can pretty much go that duration yeah well jeffrey mishlove's it, jeffrey mishlove is a little more structured than joe rogan it's not just a conversation like there's one subject let's talk about this subject for this time and that's why they're only like 30 minutes because he'll end it like if they if they start swaying off into a different direction he'll like bring it back down yeah it's educational at its core yeah
It's like a book. But to the point that um, astrology essentially is still limited. It's a limited way of looking at people. Yeah. Well, the, the, the planets and people's relation to them, I guess, and configuration relative to them, part of the problem with it is that it's too generalized and it doesn't account for individual individuality right individualness that's true i think in the way that like something like to return to plato's academy and to also return to something like jeffrey mishlove's study of parapsychology both of those things were like very individual centric in that they take into account how a person is i feel like astrology is kind of blind to that in its yeah inclination to generalize yeah it it wants to generalize it wants to be general it wants to be this is the thing who are the leading figure there's no like structure to it really it's these people that think they understand it when they don't really like they don't even know how to read a fucking map they don't even know how to read the stars but they read the internet thing that says virgo so they think even me that's how i did it i only looked up shit on the internet so whatever was said in the past i used as legitimacy like they're these people that are preaching astrology they don't really understand it they don't even understand the planets they don't even understand obviously i'm speaking generally but like for the most part it's not a real science because they're not studying it and that's that's the flaw in it like bro you can't you can't be saying it like it's a general topic and a general science when it's not it's not even close but it could be like parapsychology. It could it, it does fall into that realm, paranormal psychology, paranormal psyche. We need yeah, people need there just needs to be if people are really hell bent on astrology, then fucking go to school or not. Just just study. Try to figure it out at its core. Don't just go with what's given. With that being said, I I do believe I'm I'm inclined to believe that our lives really are set in stone like the shit really like whether it's whether it's uh whether it's healthy to to say that to people that like they have no room for for individuality and change i think the change and individuality is part of the the fucking like it's mapped out already whatever it, it might not be a straight line but it's already there like it could be a fucking zigzag whatever it is but it's i think it happened already we're just we're just experiencing it again like we're we're in playback right now you know i really feel i feel like my life circumstance and experience right now is really a testament to that it's sort of like no matter well i mean frankly i was going to say no matter what i do the, the 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 direction of internet age renaissance is just where i'm led like yeah, i can't exactly. You can't, I don't know, and it's it's sort of like I can't fight it. But then again, it's like I'm not fighting it, and I don't yeah. think I ever really have. I've just tried to, like, work with it. Mm-hmm. But, yep. you know, exactly. I, I think it's important to note that it is, I don't want to say a tremendously difficult thing to learn to work with and flow with, but it takes time. Yeah. Or at least it's taken me time. You can't, you can't be, um, if I've learned anything so far like you can't you can't be anticipating so much so that it fucks you up yeah. and then it just ruins your day like 
it ruins the moment because you're thinking like, why aren't I where I want to be yet? I think that's, that's the wrong way of approaching things. Like, it's more like I'm here. How can I mold where I'm at right now? How can I, well, even if it's like a little bit, even if it's just a little pinch, like how can I, how can I mold it from where I am right now? It doesn't matter what the end piece is. The end piece, like I said, like how I, I think of things, it's already made. The sculpture of my, of my life is already made. I'm just getting there. <laughs> totally. To return again to the Instagram user of the Hood Healer, Imani, her name's Imani. Imani. Something that she would say that you're doing there is aligning with the higher timelines, which really is, it's being in spirit, you know, to return to the Greek meaning of the word and Plato's conclusions. Like, it's just... Beholding. It's beholding, absolutely. It's beholding the most pure, truthful, beautiful things that there are to behold in this realm of existence. Or, or maybe maybe not even in this physical realm of existence, but the, the realm of the mind. Before, I was going to say how Platonists are kind of like Buddhists, especially in the Renaissance, like... They, they released all, they were more like monks, like they didn't want attachments, they didn't have sex, they didn't have, they were more, they were, uh, what is, what is the word? Ascetic? What is it called when you don't have, when they don't have sex for like uh, religious reasons? Celibate? Yeah, 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 they, they practice celibacy in like multiple ways, but, um. Abstinence? Yeah, that, that was like part of their tradition, like they didn't eat too much and they didn't, uh have too much which is weird how it return how it's how that's a key thing in a, in a bunch of different cultures like uh don't attach to what's here because it's not going to be here forever and especially like it's so weird how plato and buddha are similar plato plato says that this world is less significant than the realm of the mind because the realm of the mind exists forever and it's permanent Whereas, whereas the physical realm is changing constantly, so there's no need to attach to the physical when ideals exist always. Like, geometry will exist no matter what the fuck is perceiving it, whether it's humans or fucking dinosaurs. Geometry is, exists. If you can tap into geometry, then it's there. It's solid forever. Because A squared plus B squared equals C squared always, no matter what the fuck, no matter how, whatever, no matter if B exists or C exists. It just, it's there. It's, it's an ideal. It's, it's, which, that's why he says, thou shalt not enter that does not understand geometry because it's like, uh, that's central in Plato. There's idea, it's in, that's like the main fucking scientifically proven proof that he, that, that his reasoning makes sense. Geometry exists. It's an ideal. It's there forever. Perfection exists. We can tap into perfection. It was there before we fucking found it. I think that it really is what ca the the concept of capital T truth is. It exists regardless and beyond human comprehension or invention. Words. He calls everything that's not in the realm of the mind opinion. Talking about anything that's changeable is opinion. That's useful. Whereas geometry is truth. Thinking about that relative to contemporary thought and the structure of modern society, or rather the, the way that we use the word opinion nowadays, 
yeah. we're so invested in what cannot be proven and what cannot be reasoned. We're so protective of our opinions and it's like, for what? For what? Even a lot of, even a lot of the stuff that is quote-unquote proven, if you erased it, it wouldn't be there anymore. Specifically, like language. If it was gone, it wouldn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. It's not real. The internet, if it was gone, it, although the internet is proven, right? Like, quote unquote proven, we could, this is the internet. I can pull up the internet and it's there. So it must be real, right? Unless I fucking destroy my phone. Unless someone destroys the internet, then it's not there anymore. So where's the solidity in the internet? It doesn't exist in the realm of the mind. It exists in the realm of the body. They re- it exists in the realm of the eyes. That's opinion. It's opinion because it's changeable. And, and what, what exists in, in the ideals is much more limited than what, is, what exists. And it's, it's literally like a, a, a pyramid. It's God, good, the highest ideal. And then it, it, it gets wider and wider and wider and wider and wider. And, every, and the bottom is opinion. Natural, natural world that changes constantly. There's tornadoes. There's earthquakes. There's all of these uh, politics. There's all these protests. There's all, it's all opinion. It's all in the realm of what's going on on earth, whereas the mind exists in in more solid states of being. And to your point about the philosophers being celibate and Buddha encouraging non-attachment, we're so attached to these earthly affairs. I'm pretty sure Buddha was celibate too. Sounds right. I think that's why it's reoccurring in different cultures of philo- different ph- philosophies from different cultures is because somehow or another they tapped into that same thing that this realm is opinion that this realm doesn't exist as, as much as the realm of within the realm of the mind well in terms of buddha it's within like nothingness is realer than something basically like to butcher buddha's philosophy <laughs> within like bro nothingness it, what is the point of meditation but to get to nothingness to feel the body to feel the senses to feel all of the opinions and thoughts less and just be that's central in buddha and everything else doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter because you are you we are we are we just we're just happening wow in hearing you say that specifically like what else what is the point of meditation if not to what tap into our nothingness is that what you yeah. said or what 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 is the point of meditation what other point of meditation is there than to just get to nothing to be nothing like that's the purpose of it to get to nothing man something wow there's something about that configuration of words that's like oh my god i don't even know how to express it like yeah it makes sense you could even you could use the scientific method to observe the human being at a quantum level and conclude that like (laughs) because we are just like string which is to say the smallest particle the smallest known particle vibrating like apart from one another like we're not even like cohesive and changing the physical realm is changing by nature, the atoms are not even, it's not solid. It's nothing. It's like something dancing around nothing. The base is nothing and, and something's there changing. The only constant is change. In this realm, at least. 
because you could say there's nothing and then something but there's obviously something in between like if geometry exists then there's something in between nothing and something if nothing is good if nothing is the best if nothing is the highest ideal then something must be lower than like if we're using platonic reasoning it would be nothing uh, a more solid something a less solid something like okay nothing geometry the concept of geometry and then the atoms on top dancing around trying to figure out what like trying to tap into these ideals that's why they called it metaphysics it's physics but it's not scientific physics it's philosophical physics now i'm interested in the meaning of meta because i've heard of meta analysis as well metabolism also comes to mind it's an english word the origin is english huh. it was created but this might not be the right denoting a change of position or condition oh no or the origin says greek with across or after where does the term meta meta comes from the greek prefix and preposition meta which means after or beyond when combined with the words in english meta often signifies change or alteration which applies to metabolism yeah and metabolic right wow yeah you see it's so fucking clarifying exactly because <laughs> we could talk about like even even us talking saying metaphysics without understanding what meta and physics means we're just we're kind of just talking out of our ass like we're talking out of opinion like what we think it means whereas meta and physics is closer to whatever the fuck the ideal of the of what we're trying to say is metabolic is relating to or deriving from the metabolism of a living organism all right well this is a long ass podcast unless you want to talk unless you want to touch something else i think we're good all right then peace peace be well you too